Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Man, how about that Russell Wilson, huh? How about it? I mean, he's definitely a showsman. Fan favorite. You know, came in. Where, uh, where do we want to start with this? <laughs> shiny, I, I really, suit. Let's start I, with I'll say, the conversation started before the game started. Yeah, yeah. the shiny suit. I yeah. mean, what the hell was that? I don't know. Was he going to the prom? Homecoming? Yeah. I, I, apparently, they, they he put more time and energy into his suit than he did the clock management at the end of the game. Oh, um, God. I mean, but, it, it's a great point. Let's, let's just break it down for a second, though. What was it that did it too much for you? Was it the color of the suit, the the texture? Because it was the, the bow. It was the bow tie for me. Yeah, and the shoes. Like it was all. Sh- it was just like yeah, ma- but- very mace like, very bad boy, bad boy, bad boy. Ooh, take mace. that, take that, take that. You know yeah, what I mean? Okay. Like I hear shiny suit man. You know what I mean? It, it was the bow tie about. for me, man. Like had he just worn a tie, I'd have been like, all right. Like I don't care how shiny it is. I don't care what his shoes looked like. The bow tie was the thing that threw me off. That I was like, oh man. Like that's just not a that's not a look that's that's not like a football look and I know there's some there's some guys out there who have the whole bow tie thing and all that I'm not a bow tie guy it just kind of sends off like I don't know I, I hate to say this and not look like a meathead but douchebag it, it, I was gonna say nerdy but okay. either way it ain't football it, so yeah. I, I I was I was more taken back by like I saw the boats I was like oh god. It was, it was the sunglasses for me. It was just inside. It, it, I mean, yeah. did the walk? Yeah. Did the walk it, do it, it too? W- it wasn't even just the sunglasses inside. They look like liquor store or Lokes. Like you ever, you ever buy a pair of Lokes Hell at a liquor yeah. store? They yeah, look like they weren't out. even they weren't even like Ray Bans or Mr. like a reputable Mr. band. Mr. Unlimited sunglasses. You got to be unlimited. Yeah, un- unlimited with your spending because he walked in with eighteen dollars in his pocket. Said, "Can I get uh, a pair of Lokes and the rest on number three? And then walked out and decided, "I'm so, going to wear I that mean, when I go so to Seattle." What? 
Come on, man. So what? Wait, you so could, what? You can't do a pair of uh, de- something different than a pair of Lokes with two hundred fifty million or whatever he got. I mean, that suit was probably like ten thousand dollars a shine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how much it was. That doesn't make it look good. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, but you got to you got like you got to play. You got to pay for the bling. You know what I, I mean? I, I've seen plenty of people. You walk in the living room, and go, "Oh, it's a really nice like look. Uh, it's a really expensive couch. It looks like crap. It looks like you used one of your curtains to make a couch out of it. <laughs> and I don't know? care how expensive it is, how comfortable it is. It looks like crap. And I don't care. Would you have given him more credit? I, I would have actually respected him more if he had like a ruffled. Undershirt, you know, like like the uh, the old prom pictures, to where there would be like the ruffles what? on the uh, what? like no. it, there'd be like oh. some uh, some puff to them. You know what I mean? There was like a different a different. Uh, it's a Seinfeld episode, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I just remember yeah, uh, like t- Tom. Guy, yeah, not really. Because yeah, no. you know, I like uh, makes good you stuff. so unrelatable. You know, listen, I like good so stuff. So unrelatable. I like good shows. That suit wasn't relatable. Yeah, I'll tell you that it wasn't at all. No, no. it was not. Or all right, shoes. so can we, can we get into the game? Okay, like there's a few things like. I was I was happy for Geno Smith, like I, I really was. He was you know, into they, it. They, well, they made they made a, a big story about that. I was with him his rookie season, and and <laughs> I can promise you this: that young man has grown up so much. Like he really has. Like from where he was his rookie year, first star at home versus Tampa, and his habits and all that, to where he's at now. And, and it's one of the reasons why he's probably still in the league getting an opportunity, besides the fact that he is talented. I mean, that dude can spin it. I, I said that from day one. I said, I don't know if the mental stuff and the maturity will come around, but he could spin it. He always could sling around the football. And he was able to mature and hang on long enough and be, with, be in a good situation, too, where he finally got that shot, where he was, from a maturity standpoint, ready, but prepared for the moment. So... Good for Gino. I mean, he really did in the beginning of that game. Like, to me, the way he played, it, like, set the tone for the rest of the game how it was going to go. That was the most animated I've ever seen him in his entire career. The most, like, vocal, the most, you know, out of himself that I've ever seen Gino Smith. He's generally been, like, an internal type of guy, very, like, almost, like, nonchalant in the way he, he appears to you. So the fact that he was into it the way that he was into it, I think said a lot. I mean, he he clearly made it super, super apparent that he was, you know, just ecstatic about having the opportunity. But, you know, the interesting thing was this this is a talented Denver Broncos team that went into in into Seattle to, to play. And then you know, you lose you lose player, you lose Jamal Adams, he he rolls out um, this didn't seem like this was a probable game for Seattle, but I think my takeaway was, again, I, I want to know what is Russell Wilson, and I've said this before in shows prior, I want to know what and who Russell Wilson is as a Denver Bronco. And I'm not I'm not going to cast any judgments just yet. I mean, I thought he played a, a pretty good game. I, I don't think that he played a bad game at all. They just they faltered in the red zone way too much. Too many too many goal mistakes. Goal line, red zone, yeah. goal line, goal line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many? T- yeah. Like, like here's the thing that there's going to be optimism for Seahawks fans who's like, oh, you know, one and oh, you get a nice win at home versus the Broncos, all that. You got two fumbles on the one yard line. Yeah. That ain't happening again. It's not sustainable. Like I'm, I'm sorry, it's not sustainable. <laughs> it won't happen again the rest of the season. Um, the, the clock. Here, here's here's what I took away from it. Look, Russell was fine. 
he, he really was. I, I was more shocked at the manner in which, and what's concerning to me, but shocked by the manner in which Nathaniel Hackett and their defensive coordinator had kind of coached that game. I mean, first off, I'll go back to, to training camp preseason. Y'all remember when they played? I think they played the Bills in the preseason. Yeah. They look soft. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm not questioning the toughness of these men, but they don't play with any physicality. And that showed out early in that game. And again, it was a, one of those kind of tone setting things, especially on defense. They, they, they did not look like they were bringing what they need to in order to compete at that level in the NFL. The second thing was is there were some times where you, you could see, and, and it could have been just the fact that the starters hadn't you know, played really at all in the preseason and all that, but they just seemed off. And, and you expect that with the first you know, year head coach, first-time head coach in offense. But down the stretch, that was what was most shocking. You know, from my time in Seattle, one of the things that Pete Carroll did so, so well was two-minute and clock management. I mean, I remember sitting in quarterback rooms with Carl Smith and going over the scenarios of, okay, we have this much time left. We have no timeouts. How many plays can you get? All right, three plays, coach. All right, we got this much time. One timeout. How many plays can we get? I mean, literally every day rehearsing this. And so you could walk into that huddle concussed, and you could say, look at the clock and go, all right, we got 22 seconds, no timeouts. We really can only get one play safely, you know, and, and then maybe a field goal afterwards or a Hail Mary afterwards, right? Like, like we, we knew all that time period. Like, if you had 16 seconds left, right, that was the bare minimum. Like, if you were desperate and you had to make something happen, 16 seconds you could get up, run a play, clock it, have time for something else, whether that's a field goal, uh, Hail Mary, whatever else. Like, that was, like, the bare minimum, right? I mean, we went through all these, we, all, all these scenarios, and, and Russell has been one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the fourth quarter in two minutes of anyone in, in NFL history. And so to sit there and watch with three timeouts around midfield on fourth and five, you not burn one right away yeah. and go, okay, and then let's talk it. about this. Didn't burn let's it right it. away and then burnt it. Like It's not like they play, did a play. <laughs> they, did, they just they, they wasted they 30 just seconds. And then called timeout. And then called timeout. And so at that point, you should be saying to yourself, okay, we got three timeouts, right? We're going to call a timeout right now. Now, you can't call back-to-back timeouts, obviously. But what you're going to do is you're going to talk in the huddle and say, we're going to try to run some sort of, because he's going to be in shotgun, double silent count, right? A little couple head bobs, something like that. You don't want the defense to get a jump. You want to try to maybe get one of them to jump off sides get a free play, all right? And then from there, we're going to try to convert this thing. And then after we convert this thing, we're probably going to have to call another timeout regroup we'll have one timeout left we'll go from there but we'll be closer in field goal range we'll save that last time out for the field goal but the fact that like they just sat there and walked to the line and act like they didn't have any clue what they were doing to me it was an indictment on Nathaniel Hackett and the lack of preparation for getting this team like he's kind of one of those guys that everyone loves the media because he's high energy and all that stuff his team wasn't prepared and and it was actually even worse though for as much as Russell has played that he let that happen like, at some point in your career, when you take it in your own hands, which he has, that's why he's in Denver, you got to be the one to sit out there and go, time out, burn one, and go, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you trying to waste 30 seconds on the clock? Like, I, I didn't see the sideline erupt like they were mad at Russell for not getting things organized. It seemed like it was more of Nathaniel Hackett and that staff not knowing what the hell they were trying to do. 
Call timeout and talk about it. It, was, it wasn't that complicated. They made a very, very simple scenario or situation look so complicated. It made me question everything what this season is going to be for the Denver Broncos. Well, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, he tried to explain the decision-making on the 64-yard field goal attempt. Uh, here was the Broncos head coach. Obviously, I wish we would have gotten a lot closer, but it put us in that weird spot there because we were in the field goal range, but we were on that fourth down situation. Um, didn't think we were going to get that many yards, so I thought it was a great job by Javante, and uh, we just made the decision. We want to take our shot there uh, on that one. So there it is. You, no, no, you tell me. <laughs> what do you have a better chance of making, a 64-yard field goal or a fourth and five? five right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, a fourth and five or a 64-yard well, field goal? I, I saw the numbers. There was somebody who did the math on it, the analytics, and they said that uh, it's like 46% of the time teams convert on a fourth and five at that point in the field and about 20 percent of the time they'll make a, uh, a 64 yard field or, or, or something along those lines it was significantly in favor of you pick up the first down on a fourth and five in that spot you guys was, did hear troy didn't you did you hear troy what troy they, said they couldn't figure out what the hell was happening well i thought it was interesting because i thought it but i didn't say it out loud while i was sitting there to myself but it was like they put more trust in it, and and now this kind of goes back to the whole. Russell. You saw, you heard that, right? Like it go, it kind of goes back to the whole Seattle thing. Like, oh, let Russ cook, let Russ cook, let put it in Russ's hands. But that was the perfect time for Russ to get another play because he was marching. They weren't really stopping him. Get the get the first down, get out of bounds or whatever. Get the timeout, and and then figure out what you're going to do from there. The fact that they were like, okay, we're relying on the fact that our kicker can make the kick from here, and we're not even going to put Russ in a position where he has to to be either the hero or the goat or the hill, so to speak, in this situation. I thought was when 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 Troy said it, I was like, man, I was thinking it. And now Troy just put it out to the entire world. Now now you're going to have to answer questions. Why didn't you trust Russell Wilson? A minute eleven left. You're at midfield. You've got all three timeouts, and you get one more play in a 64 yard field goal attempt. That does that's not good. And math. that's a wrap. It's not good. <laughs> math. So so even after the thing that I'm not shocked by is even after you wasted the 30 seconds and you call the timeout and it's still fourth and five. It's like okay. We have two timeouts left. And I don't care if you had 20-some 20, 20 seconds, whatever it was. Yeah. It's like, dude, you could still go for it here, and you still have enough time with timeouts. You know, the average play takes about six, seven seconds. And so you could still make it a – even if you, you didn't trust Russ necessarily in that scenario, which is it, – it's a little bit hard to believe. I think it was more just the ineptitude of Nathaniel Hack and the coaching staff, never having been – in this scenario as a head coach before and understanding how to manage it. But I, I look back and go, well, even then, you should have just came back out and go, okay, we had time to talk about this. Let's go for it. Let's get this. Again, if I'm Russell and they try to put a field goal kicker out there, I'm going, what? No, man. Brandon, get your ass back on the bench. Like, we, we might kick one, but it's not right now. Like, that's how you handle that. I'm just I'm shocked by the by the fact that like and I said this before. Remember about Aaron Rodgers? We were yeah. talking about the playoffs, and this it was before we were working together, Lavar. But it was no different then when he's looking over the Green Bay sidelines and, and those guys like try to take him off instead of going for it. I mean, it's at some point in your career, and, and I, I know I'm it looks not coming bad. off. I'm not coming off. Exactly. We're, we're like going, that, that's we're what you're saying. Like, we're going to take you're this. like we're going for this. We're not doing this. Yeah. 
at some point you got to take charge. And that's the thing is, Russell has already tried. He, I mean, and, and again, I know Seattle and, and the whole story, and they were trying to move on from him before he was trying to move on from them. And maybe that's what created the fracture. Regardless, you're in Denver now. The rest of this story is going to be painted out what your legacy looks like as a Denver Bronco. And so he's got to take this into his hands as far as what he's going to do moving forward. And last night was a missed opportunity. And, and it also feels like if it, this is the coaching debut for Nathaniel Hackett and he struggles in these moments, like Brian Billick talked about it before, thinking he was really prepared and he had studied and all this stuff. And then he got to become a head coach and he realized there were other things that he didn't factor into it. And he just sort of had to learn to adapt to all of that stuff. The problem for Nathaniel Hackett is, now, because everybody saw it and it played out on national TV, there's going to be questions about this guy moving forward. Yep. Like, like no matter what, it's just like Brandon Staley last year with his decision making. That became the storyline of the offseason going into this year. The entire year, Nathaniel Hackett is going to be questioned now. Hey, we've seen this play out before. National television. Are we sure he's going to know what to do with the clock here? And now, now they've been put in this spot. You, so. you know what I kept thinking watching that game? Boy, Denver misses Vic Fangio. Mm. Like, watching that defense and just watching the, the overall uh, the outcome of the game, I'm going, if Vic Fangio's there, I feel like there's a different outcome here. Like, I really do. Cause, and it's odd because with Nathaniel Hackett, you would have thought they would have put that on Russ's shoulders to get the first down and all that. With Vic Fangio, I know they would have. Because he was saying, like, this is the guy that they were away from being a su- successful football team. And trust me. He was waiting for the moment during his tenure in Denver to have a quarterback that he could say, no, 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 you go get the first down on fourth and five. Drive us down further so we can have a more makeable field goal to go win this thing. I thought that's why you pay all that money (laughs) for fourth down and fives. Yeah. (laughs) In the clutch. I mean, for real. Right. right. I mean, isn't that isn't that why you got the three bedroom home that's that's a thousand a hundred thousand square feet like <laughs> right. to deliver on fourth and five. Uh-huh. You know what? You know what? Four bedrooms, twelve baths. That's, that's why you wear a shiny piece. suit out there with shiny yeah. shoes. On both just side. throw another piece into all this. You know, Hackett was hired after the new ownership group took over, and I can promise you, the Walton family. You know that whole Walmart, the whole big big whole conglomerate that Walmart is. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm sure they were smart enough to say when they just bought this team, what the hell was that? Like, look, we, we made our money, you know, through, a, through change of Walmart, right? But, but even we can understand clock management and how this all works. Like, what the hell was that? I think because of the timing in which Nathaniel Hackett was hired and the ownership group took over, that probably lends Hackett to be on a shorter leash, that's, that's my intuition with all this. And I'm not saying that, hey, they're going to fire him after one year. But these are the sorts of things where people are keeping a tab, they're keeping receipts of, and they're saying after one year, then into year two, if this thing gets ugly or looks ugly and it doesn't look good next year, he gone. Oh, uh, like, that's how this all works out. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility he gets clipped after one year. If they miss the if they miss, if they miss the postseason and ownership goes, we're paying all this money to this guy. We need an improvement here. And Sean Payton sitting on the sidelines. You don't think they would make a call to Sean Payton? Hundred I mean, percent. He's got his own office, so you better and, and a shiny suit, right? Yeah. So I'm well, just and, and that and that's the other thing is that, that ownership group. You know, if they move on from Nathaniel Hackett, who obviously let all that happen with Russell coming in, you, you just block off the door, you pack up the boxes, you send that crap down the quarterback room. Yeah. You go, 
Yeah, maybe we need to be up here be on our own. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it it's. Might, <laughs> might be your ass. Now I go to bed. All this goddamn yeah. money we done gave you with that shiny ass tight suit on. You can't deliver <laughs> us a fourth and five. <laughs> hey, you, you know what looked me. bad, though? That suit doesn't look the same post game. It doesn't. No, it's no it didn't look it goes, the same. It goes from being like, you know, like stylish as hell to like clownish as hell, right? Like. It, it Man. was kind of like the stepbrothers, you know, when they show up in the tuxedos to interview. Yeah. Or, 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 then, uh, then at the end of it, they're like, wait, like, now this isn't very funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get out. Get when, out. They, when they killed the owl <laughs> at the little event. It's uh, oh, two- with, with the champagne court. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks 
tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be So uh, the New York Jets are a bad football team, and um, you know their quarterback uh, Joe Flacco, uh, you know, threw the ball I think it was fifty nine times on Sunday. Uh, they lost to the Baltimore Ravens uh, twenty four to nine, and it probably wasn't even that close. And so uh, their head coach Robert Sala, um, he uh, had some things to say uh, in the media yesterday, and uh, he talked about the performance, and also wanted to let everybody know that he is keeping track of some of the negative and the negative coverage that his team gets. 90% of games in this league are lost. Uh, yesterday, in my opinion, we did not get beat. We lost. And they're two totally different things. You just look at it, just felt like we were the faster team. We played with a lot of speed and aggression, especially on defense. And a lot of these little mistakes and a lot of things that people don't see, we have to learn how to do right longer. You just feel the team getting faster and faster. And you're going to see it on tape as you're watching TV. It's going to be like, damn, these guys are flying around and they're making plays and they're talking smack. And I know it's going to happen. We're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. Ooh. That's big words, man. <laughs> That's big. Some big words there. Threatening people. You, better you know what? That's aggressive. I, I don't really get after week one coming out, like, taking this stance. I mean, I don't know if it's jealousy over the New York media fawning over Brian Dable and the way they went into Tennessee and won that game. Maybe that's part of it because it seems like the Giants now are getting all the love, and obviously the New York media is vicious. They got to take their, you know, they got to take their energy out on someone else, so it's on the Jets. I don't doubt what Robert Sala is saying. I mean, I think anyone who's watched them or even watched Week One, they are a better roster. They're getting closer to where they need to be. Yeah, they, I mean, Sauce Gardner has been phenomenal. He, he's been phenomenal. He, that, that's a home run of a pick. Um, they've had some guys that haven't necessarily worked out. But, you know, early, early impression is this team's a better roster than what it was last year. You know, that's, that's the truth. But that doesn't necessarily mean you win football games, right? Like, I, I think Denver's the more talented roster than Seattle. They didn't win the football game last night. The more talented team doesn't always win when there's not execution. And so he's right. To a degree, there needs to be better execution. He's talking about faster and longer and all stuff. That, that's fine. 
the, the real truth to it is Robert Sala will be successful if Woody Johnson gives him time. That's the truth. Like, we, we, we tend to act like, you know, this guy, you know, because it's the Jets, they can't be – they can be successful. They just need enough time to be able to get the roster in a point and get the quarterback to actually, you know, be out there on the field and healthy to actually get to a point where they can have success. And so that's more determined by the ownership than it is by necessarily anything Robert Sala is going to do in the short term. I mean, look, he's a good coach. He is. He's smart. He's sharp. They have a good staff. They have a good front office. It's just it's going to take some time. And is Woody Johnson willing to deal with however much time it takes to get there? That, that's going to be ultimately the biggest question as far as whether or not those receipts that Robert Sala has, whether or not he can return them in for invoices and he can hold everyone accountable. <laughs> so, I mean, because here's the, here's the truth is, people talked about this team like they were going to be the, the Bengals from a year ago because they had the same odds, if I'm not mistaken, Jonas, coming into the season. And people were acting like, well, why can't the Jets be that team? They've got all this talent. They've always, you know, these, these picks. Like, people were saying that. So, one, I think his comments are a little misguided because that was the expectations that, like, others on the outside had for the Jets with their draft picks. But, two, you kind of look at it and go, did anyone really think that was going to happen? I mean, maybe, maybe Robert Sala and the staff did or the team did. I don't know that anyone legitimately looked at the Jets as a, a Super Bowl contending team. Uh, uh, if you did, you probably need to seek help and guidance, <laughs> maybe clinical help, but... You know, I I like Robert's approach. I, I really do. And here's the reason why. Because the Jets fan base is a fan base that's driven off of emotion. When when you're a struggling franchise and you're a struggling team, your fran your 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 fans struggle with you. And and so to me, I think that that's more of a I think that's more of a, a device that, that Robert Salah Used in terms of making sure he rallies their their fan base so that they're more supportive versus you know dismissive or or belligerent or upset that the Jets are still struggling and and it's kind of like all right it's it's a tough guy approach I mean you 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 recall who was the coach for the Giants that tried to do the same thing. He came in with that tough guy stuff. Oh, Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Yeah. Joe you know, Judge. Now, I, I would say, what a name. I, I would say Salah isn't as Joe egregious. Judge. Yeah, that is a good name. Uh, I, I, w- I would say he's not as egregious in, in his approach and in, in how he's, he's, he's going about things. But I also would say that unless you start to, to kind of inject that belief that 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 stone cold like it's us against the world mentality i mean nothing else look at it this way the only coach that has had success really in years that we can recall was a guy with that type of chip on his shoulder and rex ryan yeah and so to me while i think it's premature to to get on your kind of like your soapbox and say you know okay y'all talking trash about us okay we'll see when it all ends but but at the end of the day if that's what he feels is going to rally his his guys, is going to rally the the fans. If he feels like this is a uniting way, and he would know based upon his time there and what what he's hearing and what he's feeling, 
you know, whether for right or for wrong, if that's the direction he's going in, New York state of mind, people are like tooth chippers in New York. They want somebody who's a fighter. I don't want, I don't want no, no sissiness, no, no six sissy action. Like I, I want you to be like tough, you know, stand in on it and, and lean in on it. And maybe that's what he's trying to apply an appeal to. Do you think that he would be a better coach there if he had a foot fetish like Rex Ryan? I don't know. Okay. May, and maybe he does. Maybe okay. it just it well, didn't become be. pop, public domain. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. Um, look, I I just I mean, think, you like toes? Uh, <laughs> not really. Uh, pig feet? <laughs> at that, no. That, <laughs> What's pig, wrong with pig you? Uh, what? Here's here's. <laughs> Here, here's why I don't. Here's why I don't understand the approach. I, I let me rephrase that. I do understand he's frustrated. He's tired of losing. He's tired of the jokes. I get all that. But the fact of the matter is, and not to beat a dead horse but in you, in what we've losing, talked though. about. Yeah, you're gonna lose to the Browns next week. You're gonna lose to the Bengals. You're gonna lose at Pittsburgh. You're gonna lose to the Dolphins. You're gonna lose at Green Bay. You're gonna lose at Denver. You're probably gonna lose to the Patriots, and you're definitely gonna lose to the Bills. And then you've got a bye week, and you won't lose. So it's a bit early to go to the we're keeping receipts card if the receipt is just going to get long. The receipt's going to look like one of those CVS receipts by the bye week to where it just keeps coming and coming and coming. And you're like, oh, I don't need all this. It, it just feels like to go this direction, it's a bit early in the season. In, in a rebuild with a veteran quarterback because your starting quarterback got injured, to go to this card – I, I think he's going to look back on it and go, eh, probably should have saved that for later on. I don't know. Just just feels like he's uh, like he's going down the well of something that maybe uh, didn't need to go this early. Well, when you, you put know, it out it there, was... you got you got to deal with it. Okay. Yeah, you got you to back you gotta, it up. You got to back it up. <laughs> the interesting thing is, it was an emotional response, right? Like like that's what's tied to that. Like that's an emotional response for a head coach that I think prides himself on being really cool, calm, and collected, and like not allowing his emotions to get in the way of things. But I think you can see it starting to strike a nerve because even he's probably frustrated with the lack of – I mean, look at it this way. The line was seven. You weren't even close no. to sniffing that. No. I mean, it, the first half, it was competitive. The second half wasn't. And so, you know, like as a coach, I think you always want to stay optimistic. You always want to believe in your team having the ability to win every game. But it, it gets probably frustrating because when you really are, are looking at it, They've got to play a certain style or a certain way, and they have to execute that game plan in order to win it. And if they don't, more often than not, they're probably going to lose. It's a tough spot to be in right now. But again, that's not saying they won't be in a better spot in the future. It's just how long will Woody Johnson hold on to this group and let them build? Or will he get frustrated in watching the Buffalo Bills continually be competitive and the Miami Dolphins now look like the second best team in that division after beating the Patriots. I mean, I honestly wonder how much of the Jets runway they have here matters on what the Patriots look like. Like if the Patriots end up being the last team in that division, did the Jets feel better about themselves yeah. <laughs> by, by pure virtue of just the Pats not working out? Or yes. if the Pats end up being the third best team and they're still the, the you know, seller dweller, are they going to sit there and be like, "Oh, we haven't, you know, we haven't made any progress. We're not, we're not, we're not getting anywhere." I mean, that, that's that's what I'm curious to see because they, 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 you do have to take into that consideration. They have a hard schedule, and on top of that, their division got better, at least in the regards to Miami this off season. And so it's just, I, I don't know. I look at, it, I think it's, it's it's an uphill battle. It, it really is for them right now. 
It's an uphill battle. <laughs> up, you know, it's an uphill battle. By the way, it is funny yeah. though. You bring that yeah. up that uh, keep get about it. That uh, keep the receipts of that. One. That you got. Going, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you know. Because it's an uphill battle. There, you know? uh, the uh, do you think Robert Sala? It is funny you bring that up. That you know people are are loving uh, Big Balls Day Ball after one. They game. are. Yeah, they they are. They what was are the big... exact title of the article? Um, which one? I mean, does he it was need like a wheelbarrow too, or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a good title. It's they good. they showed some guy. I forget who sent the tweet out yesterday, but like, yeah, Brian Dayball walking into the locker room after that call on uh, going for two, and it was like some guy with elephantitis. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> did like, um, one week and he's already a celebrity. Did you see him in the rapid after? Oh yeah, that was awesome, dude. dude he could awesome. move a little bit, your guy Brian Dayball. Dude, he's he's a New York guy. Like he's an upstate. New York guy he comes from Buffalo. Like he, he's, I'm telling you, he's great. Players will love him. I, I will be real with you though. Like I always try to keep things real as far as the film study. That two point conversion was not a good call. Like, <laughs> let's be real about it. There was two defensive players sitting there. Saquon Barkley just made a play. So if you want to give him credit for the call, give credit Saquon credit for keeping the ball in Saquon's hand. Yeah, give credit for giving the ball to Saquon. Like, like that's who you give credit to. Like in that instance. Instead of, for example, being Nathaniel Hackett and giving the ball to Brandon McManus, you know, you're giving you know, give it to Russell Wilson. Let him go make a play, get the fourth down, and then work the ball down the field to get a closer field goal. I just um, that was the funny part. And by the way, they missed a kick. Like it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like Tennessee didn't have a chance to win in the end. Like if they make that kick, no one's talking about those big balls for a two point conversion. <laughs> like literally one game, and now he's known as it's like it's just so funny the rip, overreactions. Riverboat river Ron and big yeah. balls day balls, and that'll yeah. stick with him. Ah, balls. Ah, that's ah, gonna be that'll well, be his uh, moniker. Hold on now, Wilbarrow McDaniel. Or McDaniels. Right. Which uh, one is it? Yeah, McDaniel. That's true, yeah. Wheelbarrow nuts. Yeah, uh, wheelbarrow. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I, I mean, mean, that's really good if you ask me. You like, know? like, I feel like we've kind of brought back that vernacular, you know, like balls, nuts. Like, I feel like we've brought all that back. Puffy you know? bottles. Yeah, we have. Red ass. I love our balls. Big time. You know? Yeah. We you really have. Yeah. I don't want anyone touching the balls yeah. after that. I don't want anyone yeah. rubbing them. Yeah. To me, those balls are perfect. Perfect you balls. Know, they say you just, want, you just want to have an impact in life, and I think we have made ours. Yeah. Real Impact. You gotta have that real impact. I hear you, man. Yeah. 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 Ah. <laughs> Telling you, man. How, how do you sound on, on rep number 10? How does he sound on I rep can't 10? do Unless I have the music. Ah. Listen, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't uh, unless unless I have the music. Uh, his workout. Somebody asked yesterday. The for, uh, he goes, the, ah! <laughs> <laughs> we're tra- we're tra- <laughs> it's like pain and pleasure all at once. That, that joy sounds like it hurts. Well, it's good. like, I want this pain, but wait, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it really, you, it why, really hurts. Why'd you talk me into one more? Why? <laughs> um, all right, it is. I need uh, that penicillin. We are- <laughs> <laughs> I need that Z-Pack. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd those come from? Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast. 
Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be so we've been talking a lot about Monday Night Football, the return of Russell Wilson to Seattle, and they come up short, some questionable play calling and decision-making and clock management towards the end of that game. I will say this. It was pretty obvious the difference in the broadcast with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling it. Like, yeah. Not to throw any shade at anybody, but it did feel like it was on another level than we've heard from Monday Night Football in recent, in recent years. Like it, yeah. it was pretty obvious early on. And just like the little things to where when Denver first got the ball and Joe Buck just kept quiet so that you could hear the boos from Seahawks fans who were letting Russell Wilson have it when he came out on the field. I thought that was that was pretty enjoyable. Were pretty. you guys surprised by that? No. Like there wasn't any cheering. What's I mean, even pregame, there wasn't ever any cheering at any point. I was a tad bit surprised. A tad I mean, Did bit. they do a montage or anything no, for him? they did not. They did not. Wow. Which, again, I think when you when you saw the article that recently came out and you see that it was this Seattle Seahawks who actually were looking at trading off Russell, you could kind of understand you know the frustration. I would think as any person, if, if your employer is trying to go behind your back and move on from you, and you've won a Super Bowl and you've had success there, and yet they're they're trying to move on. I mean, I, I know Russell Wilson handled it in the proper way, talking about it and saying it's, it's business, you know, it's a professional football. But there had to be some emotions tied to that where, like, that's, that's just something you don't come back from. I mean, I, LeVar, I don't know how you feel, but, like, I, I remember, and I said this story the other week, when, when, I was, when Eric Mangini came in my third year, I had heard there were rumors they were going to try to trade me to Denver before that season, and they ended up doing it after the season. But I remember thinking to myself, like, I already knew the guy didn't want me. And so then imagine, like, going through a quarterback battle in preseason and you win it. Like, there's, there's nothing they could do about it. I played better. And then you get the starting job. And I, I sit there, I'm sitting there saying to myself, like, I know they, they want to find any reason not to play me. Mm-hmm. At any point in time, they're going to find a reason not to play me. No matter how bad the season goes, even if it wasn't me, they were going to find a way not to. And that, there was already that separation going into that season just because of all the stuff that was happening behind the scenes. Like, I could only imagine having to play another, what, four years? Mm. Like, working through that relationship? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't know. Yeah, I mean, a, a divorce is, is inevitable when you know you're not wanted. So, um, and I did deal with, obviously, not, not many years, but, but one season of there being discord between myself, the coaching staff, and ownership and management. So, it... it 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 breeds dysfunction. It's a dysfunctional relationship. It's a toxic relationship is what it becomes. And 
them booing, the fans booing, the reception not being warmer than that. I I don't know what, where the bigger indictment lies. Is it with the lack of class by the fan base? Because no matter where you are right now today as a fan, you would not have a Super Bowl if not for Russell Wilson. You would not have two Super Bowl appearances. The 12th man really wouldn't matter as much without those teams that he was a part of. So I think there's the respect level there. And then the fact that the organization didn't do something nice for for Russ, not saying that they have to, um, but they could have been the catalyst of saying, look, Maybe maybe things while he was here wasn't always the greatest. Maybe it didn't end the greatest. But here's our support of Russell Wilson. And this is us protecting and preserving because Russell Wilson's value goes far beyond the parameters of the football field. So now you've kind of like jeopardized. Does Russell even want to go back and do whatever it is he was doing within the community? Well, you know, different things can, like that. Can I ask you this? Do you guys feel like Russell's going to be a Hall of Fame player? Yes. I think he has Hall of Fame credentials. I, First ballot. I think I, I think he does too. Yeah. Who do, who does he go in as? Uh a Seahawk. That, I mean that that's the reality of it is. But this I mean fan this base, is the type of deal that would fracture you feel like you you became a Hall of yeah. Famer as as a Seahawk. As a Seahawk. But but to to kind of almost come at him in a way where he's like a disgraced player for the organization. I mean that's you know, that that could have lasting hard feelings. Like, by the way, when did he ever do anything wrong? I mean, this dude on his off day started going to the children's hospital there in Seattle every off day, every Tuesday, going in there. I mean, you can boo a lot of athletes. If you want to during the game, I get that. But even in pregame when he came out onto the field, it was like that. And it's like, man, he did not, <laughs> he did not burn you. The organization is the one who started all of that. And it's just – it's sad that, you know, for all the success he had, he never had a losing season until last year. And he, and he missed a few games, right? He was playing through an injury. Uh, I was just surprised that at no point there was any acknowledgement of the success or what he brought to that organization. Uh, he did talk, Russ, afterwards about the reception he got. Here's what he had to say. I didn't waver, you know. Um, they may cheer for you. They may boo you. Uh, they may, uh, they'll love you one day and they'll hate you the next. And uh, that's sports. At the end of the day, I'm going to keep competing. I'm going to keep battling. I know who I am. First of all, I, I think for me, I'm just grateful God's given me the chance to play this game, to sit here in front of you guys and say, God, you know, it's, it's all for his glory and his glory alone. It's not for anybody else's. I play for an audience of one, and that's just for him. And so I'm just grateful that uh, I get to be with these guys, you know, in this locker room too as well. I've been around some amazing teammates in the past, and i got some amazing teammates currently. And uh, I'm, I'm going to remember every single moment of that. So um, tonight was special. Um, you know, it was, it was on the other side, you know, than, 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 I, than I used to. Um, but it was, uh, it was still a special environment, so a place that I've always loved. You know, can I take a guess as to why people booed him? And why he gets sort of the reaction the suit? he gets. Well, not, the, not the even, suit that he wore? It's, oh. I, I think a lot of I people. I wonder, 
Did, oh. he, did he impress the the creator with that suit? Yeah, the... I think that he. Uh, <laughs> I think that a lot of people look at him like he's a phony. Go home. They just Go he, he comes off. Well, you do. Can you well, just admit that you do? Well, no, no. I, I don't think that he's a phony because I don't know the guy. I he seems like oh, a, a really okay. good dude. Does anyone else that you're talking oh, about know the guy? Well, no. He seems like he's a really okay. good guy. He seems like he's a, he's a really good dude. He, there's no off field issues. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff off the field. I do think that he tries way too hard. He tries way too hard. It, the, the whole pregame two-minute drills uh, while he's got a cast on his hand, the practicing the high fives when he comes out of the tunnel. Like, there's just some things that he does that I go, what are you doing? Real. You don't like him. No, like, that's not I true. Mean, Drew that Brees that, that did, is not true. Did a lot of the same things. Yeah, I mean, Drew a lot the same of, thing. A lot of Drew quarterbacks, was... a lot of players visualize what they're going to do before they yeah. do it. I mean, hey, Seattle, we got a deal. I, 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 I'm not going to be one of those dudes that takes a guy that does it the right way. Whether people like how he does things or not, like him or not, yeah. I think Russell Wilson has always been a classy individual. I think he's always handled things at, at a very high level. I think it's funny, sometimes we do look at guys that do things the right way and we say they're cornballs, they're corny. Like I'd rather, you know, look at somebody who's a little bit more, more rugged or rougher around the edges, or seemingly more, more genuine or sincere or whatever it may be. But I mean, I feel like the dude has always handled things the way, you know. If if he's my kid, I'm proud of him to be my kid. You know, if he's my brother, I'm proud of him to be my brother. I, I think he does a lot of great things to be proud of if you're in his ecosystem. I, I will say sometimes the most hated people are the the ones who have have a very strong sense of self and and who they are. Right. And Russell Wilson comes across as one of those guys that nice. you, you probably have a problem with. Like he said, I play for my audience of one, which I thought was a little bit overstated. You know what I mean? Like I'm nah. I'm a believer. I'm a I'm I you know, I I'm a Christian faith guy. That might be an overstatement to say I play for an audience of one, considering that you're in an entertainment business of, of playing football. I mean, that might be a tad bit overstated. But other than that, I, I mean, thought I, he was look, right. I, I, I get his point, though. You know, yeah. he, he's saying that he's he's you know that's the only audience he's really concerned about as far as his play and performance yeah. and glorifying. I, oh. I get that, but that might be a little he, bit he, overstated, he, though. Like, he, you know? he's got this like it's all, there's almost a little bit of that like Tim Tebow effect too, where Tim was a very polarizing person. And in part because of, you know, the, the way he portrayed his faith or religion, which obviously we just heard that clip. And, and it's not like Tim ever did anything bad, right? But there was people who just didn't want to like him because of his success or because of, you know, if when he got in the NFL, just how things worked out. It's almost too good of. to be true, kind of. Like, yeah, well, there's, there's no flaws. I, 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 well, I, well, I don't know if I'm, I'm comparing him in that respect. I mean, the, the play for Russell Wilson and, and Tim Tebow can be further apart. Yeah. I'm just saying, as far as the, who they are as a person, you don't want to believe that they can be like that. But there are people like that. Like, there are people who, who really are just genuinely good people. I mean, my experience around Tim Tebow, there was never a point in time where I was like, this dude's a bad dude. Like, there's ne- Russell Wilson, never a time where I felt like that. Like, I was like, you know, and I, I think once I got to TV, I started to learn this more, is there's just people who are wired different. They, they, re- they really are. And he's just wired in a manner in which, you know, I think he wants to use his platform to try to highlight good things and keep pumping out good things, good things in the world, whether that's on the field, off the field, whatever the case is. 
I have no problem with that. Yeah, Jonas. Uh, listen, I, I, I don't know Russell Wilson. I'm just, I'm, I'm him, guessing. Man. I'm not hating. I'm saying so the reason why a lot of people push back is because they feel like uh, there, there's got to be something going on here. This did is you, too good to be true. Did you lean back in your seat and drink your Coors Light when Denver missed a field goal? True. Did you like? Did you like sigh in a sigh of relief? Like, did you exhale? And and relax. And, Why does that have to be a Coors Light? Cause, cause Berto, can you hit it, please? I mean, I mean it's an is, IPA. What, what, what are we doing here? Like it, it's got to be a Coors Light. Big, big I mean, IPA. He guy plays Jonas for Denver. Is. Yeah. Okay. I just was thinking Coors Denver. Call. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of know I'm a great football this. player. Oh. You know, I know I've been great. I know I will be great. Yeah. I know I'll continue to be great. Huh? It's a humble guy. Here's the other thing: like when you hear a player talk like that, Jonas is going to hate on it, right? But it's self belief But it's also like Russell's cognizant of the impact he has on young people. Like, he does a lot of stuff with Nickelodeon. You know, he's got kids. Like, I think there's an element of that, too, where he's trying to portray what he believes they should think, how they should be. Yeah, self-image. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, affirmations, man. Like, yeah. I get up every day. Like, I could care less about if somebody likes me or not. I have to like me. I like I get you. up. Thank you. I like you back. Hey. I, I like up, you, LaVar. I like you, too. I, I, me, I also you know guys, that you know? me liking you does not matter to you. I no, also know that. Well, no, it does matter to me when it matters, right? Like, if it doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter. Like, you guys matter to me, so if you guys feel a certain type of way, that matters to me, like 100%. Now, if you found yourself not liking me, and I realize that the reason for not liking me is not that of a legit reason, then I don't care. Then it's kind of like, you know, screw you, yeah. you know. But but if it's not that, then I'm actually one. I'm humble enough to adjust. Like, uh, you know, you kind of come off this way, da-da-da. This like, oh, I'll adjust, like, because I care. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I have to care for it to matter. Otherwise, I don't care. I mean, I think that I'm, as far as like good people, decent human beings, I'm at least on par with Russell Wilson and uh, Tim Tebow. I All would right. say. You know? I mean, do you affirm, you know, affirm yourself that you're a dope radio host and yeah. that you're going to get up at this hour and be yeah. consistent with your deliveries? Yeah. And I'm going to entertain yep. the people and I'm going to give them what they want because I'm the best. I'm the yeah. best at what I do. Yeah. Okay. When I when I brush my teeth at night uh, before we take a nap to come in here, you know, I, I I envision that that's the microphone, and then I also envision tying my shoes before I come into the studio and yeah. I got to go through all the motions. See, you're being sarcastic you and, and I would think that that's worse than what Russell Wilson What are you is. talking about? Like, I can't. That's passive aggressive okay. too. That'll be $10. That's a fine. That's a fine. How's that $10? That's $10. So he can. We he were can, having a serious conversation on air and you took this thing in a whole different way. I, 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 I feel like I think it's humble of me to say that I'm oh, on par from, oh, from, a, uh, from a human being standpoint. With First of all, to say I think that's humble of me is not humble. I mean, that's. First off, I, I you know. listen. I, I don't like the one thing I can tell you about Jonas Knox is that I, I I look at myself and I go, I play for an audience of one, and then you do the show for an audience of one. And, yeah, and as, as long, long as, as that audience of one is okay with with the things that you you spitting out there on the air, that's all that matters. I mean, like I, I don't know why. Seems kind of strange. I mean, I don't know because if that if, if really if that's the case, then you know you should, you're in the wrong. Well, profession. let me well let me tell you something. I mean, there's uh, millions of people that were watching you last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Because it's your job. I mean, by the way, not because you unwantingly didn't want to be watched. 
you you are a quarterback <laughs> in the National Football League. So to say you're playing for an audience of one, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, that's a little overstated. Like, mm. I get it. Like, I, you know, he's the reason for I, the season. I always I found it, it interesting if we're really going to go down this direction is when, like, you get down and pray and, you know, like the one team's praying for favor, they win the game. And I'm like – Right. Other, I'm, I'm thinking like the other team's probably praying for the same thing. Like, yeah. do you really think God cares about like our prayers of winning a stupid football game? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's There's not some how more this important. whole thing works. There's yeah. some more important stuff I, than I him could granting. be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure right now, like we're praying for an outcome that like is very insignificant yeah. compared to the rest Thank of the world. And, and, and there's some dimwit who's on his knees in a sports book praying for uh, the Broncos money line last night too. Yeah. That was like, yeah. come on, man, what Which are you was doing? Jonas. Which yeah. was Jonas nah, Knox, listen, yeah. I'm professional. Uh, I mean, Notre yeah, so Dame what? will win the national title every year, Seattle? right? Yeah. Wouldn't every school that that has Christian or Catholic or some type of faith? Point and a half, minus five and a half. Wouldn't they be the ones that are in the the play the college playoff? Wouldn't they be the ones? that are playing against one another. And yeah. then at that point, which prayer matters more? If that was BYU the thing, that, is That playing, was the thing about Notre point, Dame, by the way. Know? Like, we never, it was never like praying for, a, like, I mean, Our Lady Queen of Victory, I guess, was part of it. But, like, we, we, it was never that. You know, it was always just like praying for safety and, you know, all that stuff. And that's really all you should pray for is yeah. safety and getting through and, you know, sound mind, sound heart. But you shouldn't be yeah. like, we need to win this one, Jesus. Deliver this one. Please <laughs> deliver this one. It's like, you know, Jesus favors them Thank over there, Jesus! too. Right? Yeah, like there's good dudes over there, too, man. Yeah, and then there's Jonas. And, and in fact, Jonas there are some, there's somebody probably right down the street that needs that prayer request for something that's kind of real in, in terms of their life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm just saying? Tell me about don't, it, man. Don't pray for a win. Pray for health and yeah. safety. Pray for what? Pray pray for that that's going on around here. It's uh, two <laughs> pros. Go to sleep. <laughs> Some of this madness. Yeah, that Berto like madness. And he's got Sierra. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he is fine. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!